Welcome to Quanta Magazine's podcast. Each episode, we bring you stories about developments in science and mathematics. I'm Susan Vallett. All life on Earth rests on the same foundation, a four-letter genetic alphabet spelling out a repertoire of three-letter words that specify 20 amino acids. But it turns out that the DNA of some viruses doesn't use the same four nucleotide bases as other life. That's next. Quanta Magazine is an editorially independent online publication launched by the Simons Foundation to enhance public understanding of science. The components of DNA and the molecules that interpret them are basic building blocks. They lie at biology's core. Floyd Romsberg is a synthetic biologist at the pharmaceutical company Sanofi. It's hard to imagine something more fundamental as the mechanism of how we store information. Yet life's foundational biochemistry can be full of surprises. A few decades ago, researchers found viruses that had swapped one of the four bases in their DNA for a novel fifth one. Now, in a trio of papers published in Science in April, three teams have identified dozens of other viruses that make this same swap. They've also found the mechanisms that make it possible. Here's Romsberg again. The genetic alphabet's probably not as rigid or fixed as we thought. Anything that sort of satisfies a set of sort of chemical criteria might work. And, you know, if this can work for the genetic alphabet, then that's pretty exciting and interesting. The discoveries raise the thought-provoking possibility that this kind of fundamental genomic change could be much more widespread and important in biology than anyone imagined. I think it really sort of speaks to an adaptability of the genetic alphabet. Here we now have an example where nature did it in a wholesale way, and we've done it in a very more specific but very different way. Stephen Freeland is a biologist at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. I'm 100% the amino acids these days. I'm on that side of it. But you can't sort of really be interested in the alphabet of amino acids and its expansion without keeping an eye on the nucleotides and their expansion. The two are very twinned. But when I read those science papers, I was just like, oh, here is just one of those curious parallels that comes again and again with the two sides of the genetic code. Because part of the argument we make in thinking about both engineering and evolution of the amino acids is that there are both natural and engineered examples of the expansion. Whereas in 2017, you were focusing on the tremendous strides they're making with engineered genetic alphabets. Here was this wonderful validation that right under our noses, nature has been expanding too. And it just feels like an entire mirror image story of what we know for the amino acids. Researchers have long been intrigued by the possibility that evolution could have gone in a different direction with DNA's four bases of adenine, thymine, cytosine and guanine, or A-T-C-G for short. Perhaps there could have been more than four of them, or they could have had very different chemical or binding properties. Maybe they could have used a different set of rules to represent information. Synthetic biologists like Romsberg have explored this by engineering artificial base pairs and additional amino acids to produce novel proteins. Even so, Because an organism's survival depends on keeping its genetic alphabet and code intact, the precise ingredients in DNA's recipe are thought to have been largely locked in by evolution for billions of years. 
in the words of Francis Crick, that made them frozen accidents. But some exceptions have cropped up. For instance, in 1977, researchers in the Soviet Union found something peculiar while looking at a virus that infects photosynthetic bacteria. All the A's in the genome had been replaced with an alternative base, 2-aminoadenine, which was later dubbed Z. Usually, C pairs with G and T pairs with A to form double-stranded DNA. But in this virus, with no A's to be found, T paired with Z. Here's Romsberg again. It speaks to sort of a much bigger issue, and that is where our cases, we were just peppering in our unnatural base pair and getting cells to tolerate them. These phage have completely wholesale replaced their A's with Z, and they can use it to their advantage. The Z base looks like a chemical modification of A. It's an adenine nucleotide with an extra attachment. But that modest change allows Z to form a triple hydrogen bond with T, which is more stable than the double bond that holds together AT. The finding was intriguing, but seemed like an isolated case. Philippe Marlier is a geneticist at the University of Evry in France. He's one of the leaders of the new research on Z genomes. It came as a kind of a curiosity de laboratoire, as the French say. You know, it's a curiosity, it's something really uh, weird and of no uh, general significance. And then it got in oblivion. But Marlier realized that the alterations were at the deepest level of chemical organization. It was a chemical change, systematic, a replacement of DNA component, no less, into something else. Right. My instinct told me this is not just an anecdote. This is a profound violation of what is going on. And we have to figure out how it is made, you know, like if for no other purpose, we should absolutely figure out how that base was made. In the early 2000s, Marlier and his colleagues sequenced the genome of the bacteriophage that the Russian team had studied, and they pinpointed a genetic sequence associated with production of the Z-base. For the next 15 years, they searched for matches in databases of other viral genomes. Another group, led by researchers in Illinois and China, independently joined the effort. The scientists have now reported finding the Z substitution in more than 200 phages. Further analysis of the viral genomes allowed the research groups to uncover a key enzyme for making Z. They also found an enzyme that degrades free-floating A nucleotides, making Z more likely to be taken up during DNA synthesis. But the biggest surprise was that the viruses had a polymerase enzyme dedicated to pairing Z bases with Ts during DNA replication. Marlier had been hoping to find such a polymerase. It was like a fairy tale because our wildest dreams came true. Scientists have uncovered other examples of bacteriophages making nucleotide substitutions. Peter Vigella is a researcher at New England Biolabs. He studies biosynthesis of non-canonical bases. He says he was pleased to read the papers. But then the one focusing on the polymerase was a genuine surprise because it's the first polymerase that is really shown to selectively exclude a canonical nucleotide. Romsberg says the system evolved to allow a reprogramming, 
That reprogramming could potentially provide new insights, or in the words of Vigella, the works in general answer a longstanding question that's been, you know, in the literature since the 70s. And so it's very gratifying to close the loop. Looking at the genome, like many scientists could just sort of make a very reasonable hypothesis, but they went and did the work and showed it. So the question has been answered. But then the result with the polymerase really does open new ground to my mind and just suggests some new things that we can learn about how polymerases function. Z and other modified DNA bases seem to have evolved to help viruses evade the defenses with which bacteria degrade foreign genetic material. Romsberg says right now, everyone thinks the modifications are just protecting the DNA, but... Phage is always one of those things that people almost trivialize it by saying, well, that's just because they're in this arms race with the host bacteria that are producing these restriction endonucleases. So it's a very specific case where you'd want these modifications that reduce recognition by the endonuclease. And that's true enough. I mean, that certainly seems to be the case, but it's not hard to imagine other selection pressures. And whether they've happened or not, it still tells us that the alphabet is mutable. Something more may be at work. The triple bond of Z, for instance, might add to DNA's stability and rigidity, and perhaps influence some of its other physical properties. Those changes could carry advantages beyond hiding from bacterial defenses, and could make such modifications more broadly significant. After all, no one really knows how many viruses may have played with their DNA like this. Stephen Benner is a chemist at the Foundation for Applied Molecular Evolution in Florida. He's synthesized several artificial base pairs and says standard genome sequencing methods for looking for biological diversity in nature would fail to find these. He says that's because we're looking in a way that assumes a common biochemistry isn't present. These kinds of overlooked substitutions might even turn up in more than viruses, says Chuan He, a chemical biologist at the University of Chicago. How come it becomes so strict, the uh, ATP but not ZTP, right? Or maybe we missed some of this in bacterial world. Synthetic biology has again shown that this is possible. For years, Marlier's team has been evolving E. coli that use a modified base instead of T nucleotides. Huimin Shao is a chemist at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign and a leader of some of the recent Z-genome work. He's trying to get E. coli and potentially other cells to incorporate Z as the viruses do. Here's Xuan He again. In E. coli bacterial system, this offers potentially an orthogonal system to add a, a diversity of the codon, right? Uh, that's super cool. You can basically come up with a bacterial system that you can have typical polymerase to handle AGCT, and could you have this new polymerase to handle an additional code you can add into E. coli, right? Romsberg thinks that the findings could raise questions about modifications of bacterial DNA that were thought to be epigenetic, that is, changes made to nucleotides after the DNA was synthesized, usually to influence gene expression. What Z does, what these papers do, is they show that things that you might have thought were epigenetic might not be. A, a huge amount of epigenetics is on very, very solid ground. They actually know the enzymes that make the modifications. They know they make them on DNA after replication. 
they can purify all the components in a test tube and they can recapitulate the process. They can follow the production of these modifying enzymes in the cell and then they can see the modifications being introduced. So look, there's no doubt, at least in my mind, that a good bit of epigenetics is on the right path. I think what this sort of stuff that we're seeing now in the viruses, most people are going to assume it's unique to viruses. But I think that people need to look under rocks thought to have been understood. And that's where surprises come from. But there's plenty of room for surprises in less well-studied places, says Carol Cleland, a philosopher of science at the University of Colorado Boulder. Less than 1% of microbes can actually be cultivated. We don't know exactly what the reasons are. It probably has to do with temperature, pressure, environmental interdependencies among microorganisms, and of course the nutrient solution. So that means we can't cultivate most of Earth's microbes. One of the suggestions, I think, of the amino adenine is that, yeah, they're all alternatives in nature, and we just have been blinded to them. Is there other stuff out there that we aren't able to recognize because our techniques are unable to basically see them. For example, Marlier wonders if scientists might one day stumble on more than one kind of base modification in a single genome. Or perhaps they'll find a change to the molecular backbone of DNA. Because changing the backbone would be, it would no longer be DNA or RNA, it would be something else. Biologist Stephen Freeland says it really is the more we look, the more we find. If we stop taking it for granted that it is the way it is, we start to see new horizons that both inform us about earliest steps of evolution of life on Earth, but also about what we can do through biotechnological engineering in 2021. All of our sort of givens about what life is as we know it is looking far more ephemeral and sort of like, oh, that's the way it, you know, than we ever would have dared dream, purely because our instrumentation has gotten better and we've looked harder. Everything that we thought was standard and universal is just falling away. Matt Carlstrom helped with this episode. I'm Susan Vallett. For more on this story, read Jordana Sapelowitz's full article, DNA Has Four Bases, Some Viruses Swap in a Fifth, on our website, quantamagazine.org. Explore math mysteries in the Quanta book, The Prime Number Conspiracy, published by the MIT Press. Available now at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or your local bookstore. Also, make sure to tell your friends about the Quanta Magazine Science Podcast and give us a positive review or follow where you listen. It helps people find this podcast. Uh.